fallen. Chain are broken. See, those chains fall behind us when we are reminded that we just need to praise the Lord. So I'm going to ask you to do this one more time. Is there some things holding you back? Or there's some things that you're thinking about? Well, we're going to sing this one more time. I hear the chains fall. And I want you to realize that when you say that, those chains are falling. I want you to understand that. Okay, so we're going to get into this. Because God hears you. Let's do this. Come on. I hear the chains falling. Come on, church. Let's do it. Come on. Come on. I hear the chain falling. Yes, they are. Come on. I hear the chain falling. Yes, yes. I hear the chain falling. Hey, those chains are fall. I'm telling you. God promised it. I hear the chain falling. God, we love you. Yeah. I hear the chain falling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hear the chain falling. Yeah. Yeah, let's give the Lord a praise offering. Let's give him a clap offering. Yeah, he's a good God, man. You may be seated. You may be seated. I am just amazed that. The fact that, you know, we, I, I know some of us are used to bowing our knees and praying to the Lord and things of that nature and even asking him some requests and things like that. But but I want you to know that you can, you can worship, you can sing to the Lord and he'll respond to you. He really will. So, so, so one of these mornings or in the middle of the day or at the end of the evening, well, why don't you just sing to him? Because you know what? He loves worship. You know, you, you put your earphones on and you listen to other stuff. I'm just kidding. But 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling you how powerful he is, man. He is so powerful. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is so good to see you. I am, you know, God is doing some amazing things behind the scenes in this church. And, and you're going to. You're going to be able to taste that here in, in in a few days, in a few weeks. I'm just I'm just blown away uh, about things that he is doing that really has no effort from us, okay? Because the word today is right there on the screen for you. God is able, okay? And we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We, we, we we're gonna talk a little bit, well, a lot about him, what he is capable of doing. I want you to understand something. This is no effort of your own. This, this, this is what God is capable of doing. And this kind of becomes the bookend of what we've been teaching for the last several, you know, weeks. We started back, you know, in August talking to you about giving out of God's wallet. And every time I, 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 I study this, <laughs> uh, it really doesn't have anything to do with money, man. It just doesn't. It has everything to do with the grace of God in your life. And not only the grace of God in your life, but you listen to me now, also your attitude. And, and, and those two things are, are important. And, and, and we've also learned about the fact that, you know, the world's economy is based upon buying and selling. But God's economy is based upon what? Giving and receiving, just, man, just powerful stuff. And, and when your when your attitude changes about that, and you realize it's God's, and you realize He wants to give you grace and all of that, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. And, and, and so, but yeah, I'm sorry. Before I go any further, man, how about how about how about how about them Rams? How about them Rams last night? Did they do okay? I, I had some people tell me this morning they, they saw me out in the field. Now, now this is a, this is a dome now. 
So I got on my sunglasses. You know, lights were just too bright for the brothers, you know. But I, but I had the whole coach back. I didn't want him to swing on the officials because they had made him mad. So everybody told me they saw that. I go, man, out of all the things you saw, is that what you saw me holding the coach back so he wouldn't do anything? But I'm proud of those guys. They, they're doing a great job. Many of them were here, uh, first service. You know, they came in. And so uh, I'm pleased with what God is doing in those young men's lives. So I, I, I say that to say this here is that we've, we've got some things happening behind the scenes that we're going to reveal to you when, when, when we finish, you know, the, the, the project. So you'll know. And, and, and it's all about God being able in, in our church. You know, very little do we have, very little, uh, very few people. It's not that big of an issue to us at this point. And yet God is doing these amazing things. <laughs> He is. And so I'm going to I'm going to have you leaving here today realizing this is that God is able. Would you say that with me? God is able. Now, I want you to say that throughout the rest of the day, because if there is anything that you're concerned about, God is able. Is there anything that you have a shortage of? God is is able. Is there anything that you don't know about which you lack information? I want you to know some. God is able. I mean, he's able. And, and out of all the things that I've had the privilege of teaching you or preaching to you on, these few scriptures that are left, we maybe have one week left after this, and then we'll go back into preaching on books. But I, 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 I the leadership, felt necessary to get you ready for what God is doing behind the scenes and, and our effect on this community and what God wants us to do in the vision of Ephesus. And so what I want you to do is turn with me to 2 Corinthians 9, and we're going to be looking at three verses today, verse 8, verse 9, and verse 10. And if you would leave out of here today with one, thing in mind. It's just, uh, man, I hope I don't, God is able. I, I'm, I'm, te- I'm trying to study it. You know, I'm trying to say, God, how can I philosophically, you know, metaphorically say this? Hey, I'm able. <laughs> and that's all I heard all day. Hey, Johnny, I'm able. Well, God, how can I say this to what? Hey, I'm able. And you need to get that into your system. You need to get that into your brain. You need to get that into your body. You need to get that into your spirit. That God is able. Now, let's, listen, let, let, let's read this. I'm going to do some cross-references, and then we're going to come back. But the question that I have for you today, will you not allow your inability to influence God's ability? Would you, would you, would you take some time to think about that? Would you not allow your inability to get in the way of God's ability to do something? Because there's three things you're going to walk away with here today, and I'm going to have you write them down at the end. But I need you to understand the basis of it. And I'm not a three-point pastor. I'm not a three-point teacher. It's just that that's what comes out in these three verses. Now, here's what it says. It says, and God is able to make all grace abound, okay, to you. That always having all sufficiency in everything. You may have an abundance for every good deed. Think about that. Hold that thought for just a second because there's another one coming right behind it. Verse 9. And it is written, as it is written, 
he scattered abroad, he gave to the poor, his righteousness abides forever. Now, number 10. Now, he who uh, supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increasing the harvest of your righteousness. As we speak, there are some things developing behind the scenes that I think you'll appreciate. What's developing behind the scenes is that God is getting ready to put an opportunity in our hands that has nothing to do with us. Nothing. And it's about trusting in the fact that when he says he is able, he's able. There's some other things that are going on behind the scenes that's going to put us in a place to where we're going to have a chance to reach a bunch of people that we not had a chance to reach previously. And it's all because of God's hand. It's all because of God moving. And there's something that's getting ready to happen to Jesus that's never happened to her in the history of her existence, simply because God is able. And God wants to do some things to his people because he wants them to know He says, please, 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 Johnny, don't limit me. And every time I re-look at the vision for ESS Christ Fellowship and for you as people in our role as leaders and serving and equipping you for the work of service, he keeps telling me, man, please don't limit me. And the question that I have for you today is what limits are you putting on God? Because if something by by nature has life in it, it's going to grow. So the issue for me is what am I doing not to let it grow? I mean, a plant's going to grow by nature. Am I giving it the proper sun? Am 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 I watering it? So what God is saying to you, if there's anybody in the existence of all mankind, it's you that God wants you to know that he is able. And I just really want you to understand that. Please don't limit God in your life. Don't do that. And, 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 and so what, what I want to do is, is, is look at these scriptures again. And what we're going to do is I want to, first of all, talk to you about the title itself. Now, what does it mean that God is able? Now, when you look at the word able, the word able basically means having the power, watch this, and skill to do something. Now, I shared with a bunch of men over the weekend, if you're willing, then it means that you're ready. And if you're ready, it means that you're able. Are you willing? Are you ready? Are you able? Because when a man is willing, he's saying, I am getting into the point to where something is flowing, and I'm going to stop. I'm going to jump right in the middle of it. You know, I'm ready. Why? Because I prepared for it. But then the key comes in, are you able? Are you able to get it done at the moment when you're called upon. Well, the word able means this. You have the power and you also have the skill to do something. And then it talks about the quality. The other part of able is the quality and condition of something that makes something possible. See, it's the quality of the love based upon the condition of who God is that makes love a love. And because God is a God of quality, he's a God of quality, that means you not only have the ability to love, but you also have the ability, what? To love, period. To love what God loves. To hate what God hates because of what? The quality of the one who's doing the loving. Church, did you get that? So when you have the ability to do something, God says, it's in you to do. 
But what he's saying now is I'm getting ready to tell you what I'm capable of doing. Now, at the end of every service, you hear me say something. And what I'm going to do is eventually take you to the scripture that shows you why I say what I say. See, God has the power to do what he has promised. You know, people tell me, and I talk with men who are mentoring me, men who are uh, discipling me. They say, Johnny, don't leave money on the table, man. Don't, don't, don't give, don't not give your people an opportunity, man, to respond to the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't uh, uh, stop uh, them or be a hindrance for them, uh, you know, expressing what's in them. He said, don't do that. Because what we don't want to do is leave what? Not only leave money on the table. Watch this. Let's not leave promises on the table. Did you hear me? Because these promises are there. Why? So they want to be activated. But who are they going to be activated by? They're going to be activated by you. See, the promise is there. So when it says that God is able, what is he trying to communicate with you? Well, let's go back and look at verse 8. Okay, because I'm going to ask you that question, okay? I'm going to ask you, hey, did you get that? You're going to say, got it, and I'm going to say, good. Because I want you to understand today, things can change for you for one reason, because of the grace of God and the attitude you have towards what he's doing. Now, look here. In verse 8, it says, and God, that means Theo. That means Lord God Almighty, everlasting Father, wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, L-O-M, the I am that I am, all-powerful God. That's who you serve. And he keeps saying, don't limit me. That's what he keeps saying. Don't sell me short. God is able. And then he says, God is able. Now, the word able here, ladies and gentlemen, we're slowing it down a little bit. It means to be powerful and mighty, to do what? To show one's self powerful. God is able. And not only is he able, ladies and gentlemen, he's able to do what? He's able to shape. The word says to make. That word make means to furnish. It not only means to furnish, but it means to furnish one richly so that he has an abundance. Now, this is not coming from you. This is coming from God. I am able to shape. I am able to make. I am able to furnish. Look here, ladies and gentlemen, you know what I love about this? I don't have to get excited. You know why? Because God is the one who can get me excited. Oh, you Did you hear that? See, because look here, I spend all of my emotions getting into things. Man, look here, I just came from a place last night where there's people full of a dome, and, man, they're in there having fun. They're getting excited because guys are running footballs and all that kind of stuff. And I'm saying, God, my excitement cannot be the juice that comes from me. But when I tell you what, the juice from heaven comes, you just can't sit there. And you need to pray for that every day. Because it comes to a time where your energy can't do it. I mean, I get in, and most of you people know that. I get in at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and, man, I know in a four or five hours I got to preach. Where do you think energy come from? You know, I, you know, I'm, I, I used to take toothpicks to open up my eyelids, you know, just hold them open. But, hey, look at that. Uh, man, I'm, I'm running on films. But, but, but the only reason that I can even think about making is what? It's because it's the power of God that surges, you know? 
and, and, and what he's saying, I'm able to do it. I'm able to give you the emotions that you need. I'm able to stir up the excitement that you need. Why? Because when life hits you and you're not excited, it's because your excitement was the one, watch this, that made you excited. Not the excitement of God. Did you get that, brother? Yeah, I'm telling you now. Good. Because I want you to understand when he says he is able, he is able to do what? He's going to tell you this. He's going to provide for you what? All grace. Now, that grace is for everything. Everything. He says all grace abounds to you. The word grace here has two meanings to it. We already talked about it. It gives you favor. It gives you ability. But watch this here. The Christian life from beginning to ending is totally dependent on the grace of of God from beginning to end. Because I, I want y'all to know that I'm the greatest example of God's grace. <laughs> yes, I am. Grace. And then he says, man, I want to make this abound to you. Same as going beyond the norm. This is not Jesus. This is not the church. This is not Johnny. This is not some bald head guy trying to sit up here and get you excited. Man, this is about God doing it. That's what you need. God is able. He is. Man, you got to get that. He's able. And it ain't got nothing to do with me. Now watch this. He doesn't stop there. And he says, look, that always having all sufficiency. Now here's the word is sufficiency. Sufficiency means this. It's a perfect condition of life in which, watch this, no aid or support is needed. Now, I, I need my lovely bride of 37 years to support me. I mean, I need my kids to support me. Let me tell you something, man. I need you to support me. And guess what? You need me to do the same thing to you. But God is saying, look here, when I provide, you don't need any aid, man. You don't need any support because I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And, and, then, he, and, then, he, and then he moves on and says, that you may have an abundance. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is beyond the norm for every good deed. Every good deed. Now, look, I've been in churches that people are excited all the time. But you know what I've always also seen in those churches? I've seen the excitement wane. You know why? Because that excitement comes from them. There's a different excitement that God puts in you, let me tell you something, that you can't even measure. And he puts it in you. And an atmosphere can't stop you from being excited. Bills and situation and circumstance cannot stop you from being happy. Why? Because the Holy Ghost hits you. And that's what stirs you up. And he says, I'll give it to you. And if it's from me, it can't be stopped. If it's from me, it has nothing to do with the condition. If it's from me, it has nothing to do with the atmosphere. It has nothing to do with the people around you. And he says, look here, man, I'll give it to you. You have an abundance. And watch this, in every good deed. And what is the good deed? So here's the first thing I want you to write down. 
Okay. Verse 9 says this. God says, I am the source of your sufficiency. I am. My, my, my wife is not the source. The church is not the source. The music is not the source. Money is not the source. When you start realizing that your benefits come vertically and then horizontally, then you understand when he says, I am able. He's saying, I am the source of your sufficiency. Number one. You get that, church? Good. Now, like I said, there's some things coming up in the next couple of weeks or so that you're going to be real excited about it that has nothing to do with us. has everything to do with God's ability to do something beyond us, beyond money, beyond the amount of people. It's all God, and you're going to know it. You're going to know it. Look at number two, okay? Number two says this, not number two, but verse what? Verse nine, Okay? Because, see, when he talks about all deeds, he basically means his grace compensates for our weaknesses. Uh, when he talks about every good deed, he's also saying that God's grace uh, is seen in Christian, what you would call character, especially in our generosity and our ability to give, time, talent, and treasure. He's also saying here that Christian's uh, contentment relying basically on God's promises and provisions leads to doing every good work for the sake of others. Now, I can't even go to verse 9 because I didn't give you the cross-reference to verse 8. Now, let's go to Ephesians. Hey, look here. Let's go to Ephesians 3 because this is something I have to slow down before I can give you number 2. I just I just want you to get this. I want you to get this. Now, uh, look at Ephesians 3, verse 20. Now, this is on you. Now, I'm going to tell you, God's going to provide, but this is on you. And I want you to listen to why it's on you. Because when I read it and began to, di- to dissect it, it's on me. Now, watch this. It's, and you hear me say this at the end of every service. Watch this. To him who is able, we've already talked about that, to do far more abundantly, that basically means beyond the norm, beyond all that we, watch this, ask. Now, my kids come to me when they were growing up asking for things. They still do it. But, you know, ladies and gentlemen, God is saying, you're asking. It's not limited. And God is saying, John, a lot of times when you ask me for stuff, you ask for too little. Did y'all hear that? You're not asking for enough. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me share with you how weird my request is. Lately, uh, spurred on by leaders and some people in the city and things of that nature, as is, as begins to plant churches, as we start that in January, I've asked the Lord for $200 million. 200 Ask. You know what I found out? It didn't cost me anything to ask. I heard this voice saying, Johnny, it's too small. Now, why do we need two hundred million dollars? We're going, we're going, we're going to build nine churches. Okay, each one of those churches have to have pensions and plans and insurance, be able to build building church. Are you with me? It's going to cost that much money because we got young pastors we got to take care. We got families we got to take, and we are planning those churches for the sake of city transformation. 
And it's going to take that much to make it happen. And $200 million ain't nothing to him. But are you telling me I'm trying to build churches and I'm asking for 50 cents? God is saying, Johnny, that undertaking is going to take some cash, baby. Why don't you feel free and ask it? And here's what God is saying. The limit to what you ask is the limit that you put on yourself. So why don't we just ask the Father? My kids ask me all the time. And it ain't like I can, what, provide it. But the fact that they ask, they need to know. He says, we have not because we what? Ask not. So here's what I'm saying to you. Stop limiting God like I have. Stop devaluing your worth. Stop holding back that which the Father wants to give you simply because you ask. Because he knows when you ask according to your, his will, it's going to happen. Not, not, but there's another word. Think. I don't know about y'all, but I can think about a lot of stuff. I just say, God, I got to quit thinking about that. But what, what I'm saying is, does it cost you anything to think? It doesn't. Does it cost you anything to ask? It doesn't. So what God is saying, let your asking be in abundance. Let your thinking be in abundance because I am, even though personal, although I am intimate, I am also an unlimited God. Got no amens on that. My goodness. Come on, people. Out of all the creatures on this planet, God wants you to live in abundance. All he says is to ask. Isn't it neat? Just ask. Don't hold back. See, and I have some people who are helping me out fundraising for some of the things we're getting ready to do. He said, the worst thing you can do is offend these billionaires that you're talking to. Man, I'm talking to billionaires, baby. I want y'all to know. A brother's going to go for it. He's going to go for it. He said, look here, man. Don't come in and ask for cheap stuff, man. I mean, that's what he told me. Because he said, what you'll be doing is wasting their time. <laughs> don't be going and asking for a handful of millions here. Look here, man. These are billionaires. These people are dealing in big dollars. And if your project ain't big enough to catch their eyes, man, you might as well walk out of the room. Now, that's just human beings telling me this about human beings. How much more is your God? How much more is your God? See, so look here. Asking or thinking. Now, let, let me say this to you. You don't, you, you don't even have to look at me when I say it. You either believe that or you don't. And if you don't believe it, you're going to live like it. You, know, you, you can say you believe it, but if you don't act like it, it's not going to happen. This is not a prosperity message. I am not a cheerleader. I'm not going to sit up here and do cartwheels, of which my wife would love me to do at times. I'm just too cool for that. But I do get excited. I get pumped up, man. I do. But somewhere down the line, you got to start believing that all you got to do is ask. You got to believe that all you got to do is to look here. And this is way beyond your ability to think. Yeah. And so he's able. He's able to do it. So let me tell you something. I have a young man sitting in this room right now that's on my council team. 
when he heard the vision of Jesus, you know what he said to me? It's too small. <laughs> I go, are you kidding me? You don't know who I am. Hey, it's too small. It took me five years to realize that he was saying was what he was saying was true. See, these small visions, come on. Come on, folks. Start thinking outside the box. Come on. You got a big God. And he wants to do big things. I'm just trying to encourage you. Okay? Now we can do number two. Are you? Are, did, did, did you get that? Good, because this is not a pep rally, ladies and gentlemen. These things are happening as we talk, and God is blowing my mind. God is blowing my mind with this stuff. Now, second thing is, as it is written, now what he's saying is about being written. You go back to 2 Corinthians 9, 9. He says, as it is written means that it was what? Documented for the sake of what? So that you can look back on it. It was recorded so that it can be displayed and examined. This has already been written. He says, and he scattered abroad. Now, the word scatter, could you just get this picture of farmers a long time ago and back in antiquity who would have these sacks on them? And what they would do is that after they would till the soil, they would reach in there and get a heaping full in their hand. And then they'd just fling it out on the ground. And that picture says this. God got his hand on you and wants to fling you into your environment. Guess what? You've got talents, and God wants you to fling it into your situation. You've got a big God that wants to answer the needs and the wants that you have, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is not a prosperity message, but what he's saying is, is that there is an ability for this farmer to reach down in his pocket and throw all of these seeds out there, knowing that as he scatters it, he just doesn't scatter it here, but he scatters it there. Some of you are going to have children. Some of you have them. Some of you are not married. You're going to be getting married. What about the future? Have you thought about that? And it's like he's saying, when you when you cast your bread upon the water, don't don't put your money in one place. Don't put your time in one place. Don't put your energy in one place. Because when you scatter, God says, I want to scatter abroad. That's real important for you to understand, ladies and gentlemen. And then what he says is this. He says, look, the whole purpose of being a cheerful giver is because God has the power to do what he promised. And then he says he gave to the poor. Now, when a man scatters abroad, that means the scope is flying in any direction. And then he says this. He wants you to scatter generously. He wants you to do it uh, over and above an area. He wants you to let it fly in any direction. Then he says the poor. He's talking about people who have very little. And then he says his righteousness abides forever. And that word righteousness is to attain a state approved of God, that God will impute this to you. Forever means created by God, and God, guess what, people? It is sustained by him. And what I want you to do is look at Psalms 112 with me here up on the screen because I want to give you the second thing that you need to write down. If God says that I am the source of your sufficiency, 
He says he has freely, he has given freely to the poor. That when you give, you don't just give to a certain people, you give to all people. You give people your time. And he says his righteousness endures forever. That means there's a right act. There is something that God is blessed in you that's going to be good. Now, here's the second thing. The first one is this. The first one that God is saying, hey, I am the source of your sufficiency. But watch this. The second one is this. You can write this down. I am the scope of your scattering. I'm going to scatter you throughout the world. I'm going to scatter you throughout your neighborhood. I'm going to scatter you throughout your job. I'm going to let your seed, when it hits, man, it's going to do something to whatever you touch. I'm going to scatter you. So if the first one is that I'm the source of your sufficiency, then I, watch this, am the scope of your scattering. Now notice, this is now, we are hearing reports in these cities up and down I-25 about the Jesus Christ Fellowship. We're hearing reports about the Fort Collins Church Network up and down I-25. I will say this to you, and we're not sticking our chests out because there's nothing more than the uh, grace of God. You won't find another network like that in the world where 66 churches get together. And pray for each other and pray for the city, pray for the city from all denominations and background. Churches spend too much time fighting. They spend too much time looking at themselves. And to come to a city and focus on the family, came to Fort Collins two years ago, wanting to help and wanting pastors and churches to get together. The guys sit in a prayer meeting. And we have pastors sitting up there weeping, not because he's there, but because when they come to that particular meeting, walls are dropped. And this guy was blown away. Senior pastors got thousands of people in their churches, hundreds, maybe 20, 50, 30, 40. Pastors loving on each other. Said, I haven't seen this anywhere in America. You need to understand that you have the privilege of being a part of something real special in the country. You won't find it anywhere else. Do you name the denomination? It's represented there. Independence, all of them. The vineyards, you know, the, the timberlines, you know, all of them. They're there. He says, I can't find anything like that in America. We came here thinking that you, we could help you. But, man, you're helping me seeing that what? God is able to do something like that. Well, <laughs> look here. When we all get to heaven, you think he's going to be worried about Presbyterian, Baptist, you know? Hey, what are you, Baptist? <laughs> Why put two edges in front of each other? See, you either Christian or not. <laughs> See, we, 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 we've done all the dividing. We've done all the separation. And I, I remember this one joke when, when they were doing a tour in heaven. I hate to pick on the Baptist, but I'm Southern Baptist. And they get to this door, and the tour guide says, be quiet. And they say, why? Well, that's the Baptist door. They think they're the only ones here. <laughs> you know? And it's like they're with everybody. We, you know, it's about being a believer. Why? Because God is able. And he's going to scatter us all over the world. But that's a powerful God. Powerful God. So if the first one. Is I'm the source of your sufficiency. And the second one is, I'm the scope of your scattering. Well, let's look at the third one. 
And the final one here. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I, I, I am not trying to pump you up. Please don't you hear that. I am not trying to get you excited because you'll be less excited when you walk out the door because it'd be like eating, you know, drinking light beer, less filling, you know, no, you know, no, no taste. It tastes all right, but ain't got no power to it because you'll be hungry as soon as you lay. It's like Chinese food, man. You know, love you guys to death. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're embarking on something. We're, we're embarking on something. And God is getting ready to bring the church of Jesus Christ together. I told you last week, I told you this. Out of all the people who could have lived on the face of the earth, God has chosen to let you live in a time such as these. When, 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 when sexual preference seems to be the order of the day, when economically we're falling apart as a nation, when morally there has been a collapse and you can't even get a presidential candidate to tell you the truth. I'm sick and tired of all these promises, man. Why don't somebody just get up there and tell it like it is? When all that's going on, you go, man, we're going to hell in a handbasket. No, heaven is about to explode. See, that's what's going on. And the fields are ripe with harvest. I'll tell you something, man, I had the wonderful pleasure before I go to number three here. I was sitting down with a young man at his locker for two minutes, giving him the EE presentation, which only lasted two and a half minutes. That man in the midst of 40 guys, dressing, undressing, getting ready for practice, said yes to Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that. Man, I'm telling you. Look here, it's 2 o'clock in the daytime. And then to walk on CSU's campus and begin to meet people and talk with them and hand them my card and say we're down the street. And to have a young lady who was visiting last Sunday walked into our church, just happened to be up in one of these rooms and just came down to our church, got touched. I'm telling you, it's happening. So when I talk about excitement, my excitement don't come because of my checkbook, which means I could be a pretty gloom and doom person. My excitement does not come because a certain football team win. I love that too. My, my excitement does not come because I'm married to one of the most beautiful women in the world, and I've got two beautiful kids. I, I, I'm excited about that. But let me tell you something, man. That wanes as soon as my kids step out of line. You know what I mean? As soon as my wife and I don't agree, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But God is saying there's an excitement that comes from me, Johnny, that can only come from the inside out that I put in you. And I am the scope of it. I am the source of it. Church, did you get that? Good. I'm telling you, man, we're on the edge of something. <laughs> we, we, we're on the edge of something. Let's do this last thing so I can get you out of here, okay? Let's do this last deal here. Now, look here at verse 11. I mean, verse 10. I like this part. Now, I just want you to know this last part is what got me this week because there's a piece on this that I did not know about. 
Now, when you look at verse 10, I want you to observe, we already know who he is. It says, now he who what? Supplies the seed. Now, watch this, to the sower. Now, let me say this to you. It, uh, I'm, I'm going to be very nice when I say it. Okay. Now, this is for me. If you're not sowing, I can't give you the seed. Did you get that one? That hit me. I'm going to give you the seed, but I give you the seed for the purpose of sowing. If you don't sow, I can't give you any more. <laughs> well, that kind of rhymes. But I just, I just want you to know that. If you don't sow, why would I give it to you? It's just going to sit there and rot, Johnny. How in the world am I going to do this next part if you are not deemed sower, one who sows? I mean, I missed that for years. He who supplies seed to the sower. Now, you can start today being a sower. All you have to do is say, God, let me sow. Just let me, can, can, can I sow my time? Can you let me do that? Show me how to, God, can I, can I sow my talent? Now, Pastor Square, my son Alex, gave us an assignment for leadership this last Monday. He and Beck put it together. And we are starting the neighboring process with our own leadership. And it just dawned on me, my, my wonderful wife knows about everybody on my neighborhood, and she even knows their names. But there was two families that I didn't know their name. This guy comes by my door every day to get the mail. He plays softball with his kid in the street, and I didn't even know his name. And I said, by golly. <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nervous as heck. All right. Embarrassed. Because I leave out every day not realizing people right next to me need what God has put in my heart. So I'm I'm all studdish. I'm going to go do this. Walking down the street, went up to the door, knocked on the door, and they let me in, man. I'm going now. They, boy, that, that's really tough. I'm in the house now. <laughs> you know, and he, and he, he, here's what I said. I said, this is embarrassing. My name is Johnny Square. I'm a pastor here in town. And I watch you throw ball with your son every day. And I watch you walk by me and go to the mailbox. And, man, I don't even know your Now, they knew me. Aren't you the chaplain of CSU football? I said, well, yeah, I am. You know. And, and you know what? I work out with your son over at Pulse. What is his name? Alex. And, man, they were delighted. And the little girl, my, my wife buys uh, scout cookies from her every year. Every year. And it just dawned on me at that moment. Because I sold my time, that family and I connected. 
And all I said was this. I don't know you that well. They gave me their names. You may even see them here at church one day. I said, I'm down the street. And if you need anything that my family can provide for you, don't you hesitate. And they said, Johnny, thank you. We'll not forget that. I didn't walk away studdish. I didn't walk away going, well, then. I walk away broken because of the invitation of other people who are ready to get the invitation and the love of Jesus Christ from you. Yeah. So unless I went to Seoul, he wasn't going to supply what? The seed. Now, God has planted a seed in those people's heart because of my sowing. So I'm telling you, why should I ask you to do something that I'm not willing to do? Same thing on CSU's campus, the same week. Did the same thing. How can he give me the seed if I don't sow? Your sowing don't have to be on CSU's campus. Your sowing don't have to be to your neighbor next door. All you have to do is just say, I'm willing to sow, and he is going to supply it. He's going to supply it. Now, here's his other part. So he says, and bread for food, and will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. So if number one in verse eight is that I am the source of your sufficiency, and number two in verse nine is that I am the scope of your scattering, now here's number three. You need to write this down. I am the supplier and the multiplier of your seed. I'm going to do it. See, God is able. I went down there with embarrassment, man. With embarrassment. And came back humble. Because they were warm and receptive. And say, man, we are delighted. We are delighted that you would even come to our home. To humble yourself to do that. Now, there's 350 homes in Quahalo. My aim is to knock on every door in the next 12 months and just say, here I am. My name is Johnny Square. I've been living in Quail Hollow for 25 years. I just want you to know we got a church in town. And if you don't have a church home, uh, man, if we can pray for you, here's my card. Let me know. I got to do it. I got to start sowing. I got to go to them. Instead of asking them to come to me. Church, are you hearing me at all? And if you take that step, man, it'll happen. I, you're going to be scared just like I am. You're going to say, well, then let me do it because Pastor Square is going to ask me next week if I did it. Alex was serious when he laid that out. He and Beck were serious. And we got these little magnets on our refrigerator. And it's nine squares. And each square has a name in it. And we were able to name all the names of the people in our culture sack, except for two. Now, I'm going to tell you what's more embarrassing. The guy that lives right next across from me is a pastor, a Lutheran pastor, spent 11 years in Africa doing work, and I don't even know his name. Now, that is embarrassing. See? So I'm not saying this to put a guilt trip on you. I'm saying there's some barriers I got to get through. 
because he is able to do far above exceedingly abundantly more than anything I can ask or think. He is able. Did you get that, church? Why don't we do it together? Why don't we ask God for big stuff from here on out? Why don't we just say, Father, look, <laughs> you own a cattle on a thousand hills. I'm asking for 200 million for the movement. I'm asking to let ESS churches, when they get planted from uh, all the way down to Trinidad to, to uh, all the way up to Wyoming, that we be a city-transforming church. That's what I'm asking for. And that the people in ESS will have a heart for the city, a heart for the loss. And that we can be a part of the harvesting of God's kingdom. That we can add to the number of people that's going to go to heaven. Church, I hope you get that. And I close with saying it one more time. God is able to be what? The source of your sufficiency. God is able to be the scope of your scattering. God is able to be the multiplier and the supplier of your seed. I want to ask the worship team to come back up. We're getting ready to close. But look here, as we as we take up our offering, can you can you respond? And 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 some of the response that that I, I I see happening now and in the future. A lot of times when you preach or the Holy Spirit begins to move, you I mean you get convicted of stuff. Now there's three things that we want to do every Sunday from here on out. Okay, want to worship, want to preach the word, and we also want to do body ministry. Now, there's some of you who have been holding back when it comes to body ministry. I believe the gifts of God wants to flow when we come together. Some of you have spiritual gifts that you need to walk in and live by. And you may have a word for somebody. You may have a tongue or an interpretation. Let me tell you something, man. We don't want God to hold anything back from us. And these gifts, we're asking for God to let them flow. But especially if you're convicted about something, all I know is that I've got you right here, right now. I may not have you tomorrow. I may not even have you next week. I may not even have you next Sunday. But what I'm saying is I'm praying that you will be released to do what God wants you to do. If you were convicted by the message, is God saying, quit holding me back? Would you be honest enough? to do like some people did in the first service, to get up doing worship and kneel down here and say, God, today, I don't want to limit you anymore. I don't want to limit you in thinking, God, that you, you, you can heal cancer, but you can't. You, you, I know you can, but God, will you? I don't want to limit you anymore in that. God, I don't want to limit you in the fact that, you know, I've got bills I got to take care of. I'm not going to limit you anymore. If that's you, could you do that? Could you do that? If you're convicted about that, can you do something about it? Can you do something about it? Let's stand. Let's stand. Let's stand. Let's just, let's just.